Good afternoon, podcast listeners. It's your girl, the HBCU Archivist. And so today I want to teach you how to read a finding aid. And so in essence, what a finding aid is, it's like creating a catalog record that describes the collection, the materials inside the collection. If it's pictures, if it's letters, if it's artifacts, and I want to break down exactly how you can read a finding. And so how to get started is first, when you get a collection, usually it's boxes or folders or maybe just the materials just given to you. However they're given to you by the creator or donator is initially the beginning of a collection. And so you sit down and you review exactly what you have in front of you. If you're able to identify what each material is, then are you, are you able to write it down? And then you start what we call a container list or inventory list of the items that you have. And so when you begin to take inventory of everything you've gotten throughout the donation or transfer of products from another university's office or department, you write down everything that you have and you and if there's years, date if there's dates and name, you're going to include everything into that container list, and then you're going to measure each object, or if it's correspondence, which is letters, memos, you're going to measure the sheet of paper and just, you know, keep the eight and a half by 11 and put that on the inventory list. So you're going to keep that for later because that's going to initially help you be able to identify what is in the collection and so that you'll be fully aware of what materials that will be useful. Now, when it comes to the, this process is called assessing a collection. If you have any duplicates, like duplicate pictures or duplicate folders, maybe even like letterhead examples of, um, and so these are the materials that you will have in a collection. And so after you take inventory of everything, then you're going to start to hit the books and hit the books. I mean, you go into your local library and you're going to start doing archival research. And for this, we call this the biographical sketch or section where you get to read about what either the creator is who the creator is of the collection or the materials inside of the collection. So an example is a manuscript collection, which is normally about an individual or an organization. And to narrow down today's topic is to use an example of a family. So if you were given like a, a box of materials pertaining to a family, you'll go to your local library and look up library resources, even genealogical databases if they have it of the family's name and see what type of you know achievements that they've had or if the collection is pertaining to a particular individual like the head of the family or maybe like a granddaughter like find as much information as you possibly can about that person and then you're going to write a little personal narrative about that person and their family and you're going to include that inside the finding aid
And you're going to also um, include a list of references so that when a researcher comes into the archive, you'll be able to understand who the person is. If it's about a particular family, they get to understand who the family is, the family lineage, if they were like a family of actors or if the family create their own business and like hired all family members to the company and these like had recognition started franchising this that and the third and you get to include all that information within the biographical sketch because then that's going to help you later on when you create your subject headings like all these names these dates will come in handy for later on and that's how you come up with the description of a finding it whenever you're reading one you're going to come up with that and then afterwards when you've reviewed the items and you come up with the biographical sketch then you get into what we call scope and content where you actually get to sit down and figure out exactly how you want to arrange all the materials and usually how they're arranged like the archivists will explain in the finding aid how they chose to arrange the items whether if they kept them in the same order that they was received by the creator or donator it'll be original order now that's a rare occurrence for someone to use original order because sometimes you'll just get a whole bunch of materials in a box and it may or may or not make sense and so when that happens is sometimes it's best to just come up with your own arrangement or we call it intellectual arrangement and you group everything by either chronological by the years or by subject matter like if you have pictures if you have programs, if you have papers, let's say you have like a journal, newspapers, all of these will be grouped differently from each other. And usually they will not be placed in the same folders. And so when you are reading the scope and content, that is what's being explained to you from the archivist standpoint of what they did. And so whenever you come visit and they go pull your box or boxes from the back, from the stacks, and they come bring it to you. And when you open it up and you see folders and how they're labeled, usually in a finding it, it'll, it'll be explained to you how it was arranged and why it was arranged in a certain manner. And all the folders will be labeled by that particular series of what it's called. So if you chose box one of correspondence, to uh, such and such or a particular person and it'll have the amount of years when you get that box and you open it up it'll have folders saying correspondence 1939 through 1940 and it'll you get to open it up and then you'll see the actual letters you'll be able to read them for research purposes and so i kind of wanted to explain in two parts about how to read a finding aid and I want audiences to know exactly what happens when you come into an archive so that way you won't be confused by me telling you to go visit your local archive and you have no idea what the process is like and so whenever the archivist or the technician who whoever's working the front desk will give you either the finding aid of the collection that you're looking for or they'll like um look up 
the um like whatever materials that they have and then they find a collection that pertains to your topic you get to be able to understand how to read the finding game when they give it to you because that's the best way for them to know what you're exactly looking for and then what type of materials you want to view about your topic or like if you were to go go in and to look for a family and you get like a long container list of boxes that pertain to that family and then you go look at the series and you're like okay i want to learn more about what type of letters they wrote and then when you go to the the, the go back to the inventory list at the back of the finding aid you get to choose okay i want to look at box one which contains about the correspondence and i want to look at certain folders if they're inside the same box or if they're separated because sometimes they may or may not be depending on if it was written on legal paper or or just normal standard paper but initially that is what goes into about reading a finding aid and how the process is when you first enter into an archive and so i hope this encourages everyone to actually go to your local archive and check out a collection to, to view in the reading room and so that will be it for today's episode and i'll see you next time for part two